Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. Amen. So my opening scripture this um, this evening is Matthew 17, verse 14 through 21. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to a certain came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For often, oft times he falls into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto him, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. You may be seated. Uh, you know, this is a very familiar bo- bo- uh, verse. We often hear that all we need is the faith the size of a mustard seed. It also takes a little bit. But um, do we really think it's that simple? Do we really understand what it takes for a mustard seed to grow? has um, you know into a plant or to a tree mustard seeds can grow to either one have you ever really thought about it like like all you need is the faith of a mustard seed but have you really ever looked into how what it takes for a mustard seed to grow um at the at the end of it i think that even uh, that small amount of faith it still requires works a lot of works right the way we walk the way we talk the way we dress um, the way we live is all based on faith and when the Bible says be ye separate, that, that's a lot in itself. Just those things. Just waking up every morning and saying, I am going to dress this way so I pre- present myself as a, a man of God or a woman of God. I'm not going it, it takes a lot to, when you're in certain companies, especially in the military, it does take thought not to use profanity when it's all around you all the time. I mean, honestly, I can say that it's easy. Sometimes you get frustrated and it feels like you want to say a certain thing or someone gets on your nerves. You feel like you want to approach them a certain way. (laughs) So there's a temperance that you have to, you know, that you have to present to use to present yourself as a person of God. But. But then, you know, you think about it and it's one day I do want to be, I want to be separate because I want to be separated as one of the sheep on that day that he does call us, right? But to me, that's like, that's just the, that's the simplified faith. As long as I'm separate and I can be separated, um, that's the faith that I have. That's a, a, almost like a oversimplification of our faith. Just do the right thing and be separate and you'll be called or you'll be chosen, right? 
But it takes more. Jesus challenged us to do more, to be more. When he sent the 70 out, he told them to go out and heal and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and as they're out there, you know, he let them know up front, I send you out as lambs amongst the wolves. So we know it's going to be, we know it's going to be a challenge. We know it's going to be tough. But that's where the real faith comes in. You know, when I, when I think about the events of the past uh, few days, you know, that, that um, unfortunate shooting in Texas, those families had every bit of faith. We have every bit of faith that when we send our kids to school that they're going to come home. Right. When we go to work, we have every bit of faith that we're going to be reunited as a family. But does, it, does that mean that just because something bad happens, those people did not have faith? No, it doesn't. So if I can be completely transparent with you for just a few seconds, I question my faith a lot. I question my faith. Do I have enough faith when I'm called or when I'm praying for one of y'all? Do I have the faith to heal somebody that I see is sick? On the spot, do I have that faith? Um, when that young man that we, I, we talked about a few months ago, uh, well, a few, at this, it was over a year now, when that young man killed himself, that was really Keiko's best friend, I remember going to that wake and I remember um, looking at his body and thinking, I want to go over there and lay my hands on him, tell him to get up. You know, I was like, if I go over there right now, tell, put my hands on him, tell him, Austin, get up. That's what I wanted to do. But you know what stopped me? Fear. Fear stopped me. What would that parent, what would I do to that mother if I started proclaiming that, putting that, put my hands on him, telling him to get up? How many men in here would jump, well, not in here, but in that place would jump on me? Because, I mean, honestly, if, if God forbid that was my son, how would I approach that if someone said, I'm going to hear your son? I'm gonna, he going to get up right now. I would probably jump on him because I'm causing more pain, honestly. Right? So, but at the same time, so how do we draw that line? How do we know it's how do we overcome that fear? When, even in here, if it's something simple like somebody got a somebody got a cold or somebody is diagnosed with cancer. Even in here, the fear of disappointing one of you when I pray for you, it holds me back. It does. So now I know that in First Corinthians twelve and thirty, it's a it's a question. I, I don't I don't think I gave you this one, but have all gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The verses before that, it's let me um the verses before that talk about the different the different spirits. Now I'm gonna read those. I, I know I didn't give you this one, but it, when I was um before we got started, I thought about it. It's First Corinthians twelve and seven, but in but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each uh, 
each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, but to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, dis distributing to each one individually as he will. So, when, as we, as I try to grow closer to God and find out my place, I'm comfortable being up here on Wednesday nights. I'm comfortable teaching. But at the same time, I want more. I always, I'm always looking for how else can I be used? And healing being one of those spirits is one of the ones that I struggle with. Putting my, I told Pastor this before, putting my hands on people's head, I have I struggled with that for a long time. I was like, Pastor, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> and I and I was like, it's, yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'll put my hand on their shoulder until you come over. <laughs> I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna stand in the back and and put my hand right there and wait till you come up. <laughs> and then I remember how he how he pretty much got me out of that. He called us all up to the pulpit and said, the minister's gonna lay hands on you. <laughs> he poured hand, oil in all our hands. I'm like, okay, so it's just, you know, that's how we gonna be, all right. <laughs> and nobody moved. I had my side and everybody, every, all the ministers lined up, like nobody gonna come to my side, huh? <laughs> everybody got their own areas, all right. But, but it, you get my point, you know, it's, there's, there's times when you, um, when you might, well, you might feel like God is tugging on your heart. Times when you feel like one of the spirits are moving in you. And what holds you back? It's usually fear. It's what is people going to say? What is people going to think? Is it my place? But I continue to pray that, that that level of faith continues to grow in me. You know, I believe God is willing to intervene and, and answer all our prayers. But it's, the struggle is, am I the vessel that, he, that he's choosing to use at that moment? You know, is that fair? Does that, everybody with me on that? You know, you think about it, like how many, people, how many times you see somebody in public and you feel like they're struggling, you feel like they need something, but then you have an excuse to why you don't speak. Either it's Either, oh, he looks real mean. I'm not going to say anything to him. Like, or, or you know what? I'm, I'm busy. I'm too busy. I got I to gotta come and go. I got to get out of here. Whatever reason it be, it is, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for us to really try to change the way we look at those situations. You know, regardless of what we're telling ourselves in the back of our mind, uh, we, maybe we just need to reframe the question. What if at that moment that person is, God is using that person to test you, to test your faith. And if you look at every situation like that, then it becomes, you start to look for opportunities to talk to people. Right. I really don't want that to, that, I mean, I, if you ever talk to somebody and then you, and you, you, you finally got past yourself, you talk to them, and then you turn around this way, and when you go back and say, you know what, and the person's gone. And you go, you, you run around to the cash register, where they go? One of those God moments where you were tested to see if you were going to be obedient or if you were going to trust that God is trying to use you, right? You know, you just look at it like, are we really trying to reach the lost? 
Are we really trying to heal? Are we really trying to be a witness? All right. It, for the long time, for the longest, it was we're just being secret agents. Nobody knows who we are. Nobody knows what we do. <laughs> like, I know what I do. My select few know what I do. Right. You know, I'm going to get to that. You want to preach? <laughs> you, you, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> so what I want to discuss for the next few minutes is what it really means to have the faith of a mustard seed by looking at what it takes for a mustard seed to grow. Uh, so first, I think it's obvious. You have to put seed in the ground. That, that's Obviously, you must sow. Well, sometimes we, we say we have faith, but we don't put any seed in the ground, meaning we don't pray without ceasing. We don't fast. We don't witness. And, and then even with that, we have our excuse as well. Um, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say when I'm praying. It, fasting is hard. Well, fasting is supposed to be hard. <laughs> like Pastor says, if you if you get to the point where you're enjoying it, then it's it's too easy. And it, that's something that something else that I had to um, check myself on. I got to the point where uh, every year I fast sodas. Well, all carbonated drinks, um, because saying I fast sodas, but then I drink those sparkling waters or whatever, I still get the same the same buzz or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, well, I can't, so I, I can't replace the sodas with, you know, carbonated water or energy drinks or whatever because it defeats the purpose. So to add to it, so I was like, all right, well, if I'm gonna fast, I want to make sure that I am depriving myself. So let's add to what else I'm fasting. I'm not gonna drink sodas, I'm not gonna eat fast food. Fast food on the road, brother Brother Foster, you probably know. Not eating fast food is tough when you're on the road, when you're on the go. It's like, do you know how many places are left when you got 30 minutes for lunch? <laughs> like, McDonald's line is short. Oh, man. And it's like, that's when people want to bring stuff to the office. Like, well, it's, I bought everybody a, a Frosty from, from Wendy's. It's still fast food, man. I'm not eating anything. I don't want to tempt myself. But but then, you know, what I realized is maybe we make it hard on ourselves when it comes to prayer and fasting. Like, does the Bible actually say you have to pray for a certain amount of time or in a certain place or in a certain situation? Does it say you have to fast 40 days not eating any food at all? Or does it leave room for us to determine in our hearts how much we want to give? How much time do we want to spend with God? Can it be five minutes before you walk into the building? Like, Lord, give me the peace and the sanity to get through this day. Lord, put, put my hands behind my back so I don't put them on nobody else. <laughs> but, but again, it's, there's the room for us to determine in our hearts what we want to do. Like if you want to fast for a week, does it say you need to fast all days, all the time? Or can you fast every day one meal? Hmm. It's, I think it's, it's just a matter of conditioning ourselves to resist. Starve the flesh. Resist temptation. Deprive ourselves of those cravings and that, and that temptation. 
The next thing we know, um, mustard seeds have to be planted a certain distance, depending on what you want to grow. If you want to harvest the seeds, or if you want to harvest the plants, or if you want to grow the trees. So, at first they're planted an inch apart, and then they are they are uprooted and moved um, to where they're six to 18 inches apart, depending on the result that you want. So that's something that we need consistency in our prayer and in our fasting and, and our witnessing effort. If we break it down, I would say prayer time would be the, the closest together, meaning it's the most frequent. Spending frequent time in prayer, you know, that one inch every, every day, spending time in prayer. That's, that's the time we spend in our prayer closet seeking him, you know, growing that relationship reaching out to him and hoping that he's he as we move closer to him he's growing closer to us constantly repenting and praising and growing growing a relationship with God then I would say uh, fasting would be next establishing that spiritual realm around our houses and around our family then and finally witnessing witnessing I, I look at that like it's it's throwing seeds everywhere and and when I say witnessing I'm not talking about just just talking to people and telling them about God's goodness. I'm talking about everything that you do right. makes you a witness. Right. Like you were saying. <laughs> no, how I present myself makes me a witness. Exactly, every move. And Right. So the further away they are, the, the more they can grow, the larger it can grow. And that's when you, they start to produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. Yeah, and when you talk about what people see, you know Herod, he wanted to meet Jesus. When he started hearing about all the miracles and the healings and everything that was going on, when, you heard, when he started hearing about everything that Jesus did, he wanted to meet him. Uh, and then you know later on in the Bible it talks about he want he wanted to he wanted Jesus to perform a miracle, but it's the same thing when people know who you are when people see it and when the people closest to you that interact with you every day see who you are, it starts to spread. Those seeds that you plant in one it starts to spread to others because people are watching people are talking to them and and it is a witness without you even, you are a witness without saying anything to anyone. Second, mustard seeds need two inches of water a week. They need to be moist all the time before they start to sprout. Now, to give you a context of how much water two inches is, and the average rainfall in South Carolina in 2020 was 58 inches. That can be, down, that can, that can be broken down to about an inch every month. So a crop of mustard seed wouldn't have gotten enough water in South Carolina in 2020. So what is rain in a spiritual context? Throughout the text, rain is a blessing. When, when Solomon had built the, um, built the temple and he was blessing it, 1 Kings 8, 35-36. This is um, Solomon's prayer when he was um, anointing the temple after it was built. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, when they pray towards this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk. 
and send rain on your land which you have given to your people as an inheritance. So when sin is amongst the people, the rain stops. And if the rain, the, if the rain stops, the, the crops can't grow. So what, is it, what does that sound like? What does that mean to us today? When there is sin or disobedience, our prayers won't be answered. The seeds we plant, our faith, it can't grow because of our unfaithfulness. We can't be a blessed people when we are sowing discord and walking in disobedience. But when we remove that sin from our life, we and we and we start a revival from within, from within ourselves, that's that's the rain that makes our faith grow. Revival is that rain that we need to to water our seeds. Now that's when we can expect the harvest. When there's a revival in us, we, the rain flows, waters the seeds that we've been sowing all this time. I remember growing up where they, there would be a, a proclaimed revival week or revival weekend, right? So the church, bring everybody. It's gonna be, we're gonna start on Thursday and we're gonna take it all the way through Sunday morning. Or, or it's gonna be all week long. We gonna, <laughs> Monday through Friday is revival week all throughout the city let the whole city know then but you know I, but then when I thought about it every service can be a revival Amen. every single service because all it takes is one person to catch fire under them That's right. the music's going the right song fast or slow revival goes off one person takes off running, then another, then another. And that's how you know people are getting healing, healed at the altar. People are repenting at the altar. Every single service in this church can be a revival. It only takes one of us to accept that this is my revival day. Every single time I come in this house is my revival day. And I'm going to give it my all. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6. I have planted Apollo's water. But God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his award according to his own labor. Oh, well, Now you can be the sower and the waterer. You can be both. When... That, that, that comes through your faithfulness, that you can, you can actually be both. It, you can plant seeds, and yes, um, you plant a seed in someone, and then somebody else comes behind you and, and speaks to that exact same person, and they say, no, they're in church. Yeah, you plant the seed in somebody else's water. But you can be both. And that's what we talk about, the way we walk and the way we talk. I can, I can plant seeds in somebody, and then I can also, and then I can water that same seed, and that seed can grow. So when I was uh, when I was gone, we had a uh, a um, staff get together one night, and before we ate, somebody somebody said, "Well, all right, well, we don't have a chaplain. Who's gonna bless the food?" And a couple of people at the same time said, "Well, um, Major Floyd can do it." One of the people that said it was one of the ladies I've talked about in the church before. One of the ladies is always cussing in the office <laughs> and always apologizing when I'm around. I'm sorry, sir. Blah 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 blah. But that same lady recognized that she sees me a certain way 
So now, because she sees me a, a certain way, based on the seeds that I've sown, as having my bowel in front of my desk, and speaking, speaking, not cussing, and not doing the things that everybody else is doing, not drinking when everybody else is drinking, those seeds that I plant are being watered because now she and other people are seeing that, hey, he's different. That same lady told me, like, sir, if you're, if the next time you're speaking, I'll come. I'm gonna hold you to that because she lives in Colombia. I gotta talk. I gotta tell you my message, so I'm not talking about it while she's here. But <laughs> I don't want to make it awkward at work next time I go. But but the point is, we 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 can sow and water. We just have to be separate. At, at all times, we have to be separate. Okay, let's see. So, I, I look at it like it's it goes back to the actions I take and uh, the tempers that I have. It's all it's it's still sowing seeds all around. Um, the people that know that the people that I that don't talk to me, they 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 see what I'm doing, and but that also helps me because I the fact that I know people are watching and I know that they see me as a Christian now. Unfortunately, they might be looking for me to do something different. Is he gonna have a drink because the colonel's having a drink? Is he gonna be a part of the colonel's toast? Yeah, I got a can of ginger ale. <laughs> no big deal. We, it doesn't. It. I, we don't have to tailor our Christianity. We don't have to adapt to anything that's going on in the world. Because at the end of the day, the only people that I need to connect to are here. I don't need to have a moment, moment of satisfaction or giving them a moment of satisfaction just to be a part of what they got going on. I don't want to be a part of what y'all got going on. So, and everything, no matter how I interpret that situation, it's to God's glory. No matter how, they, how I look at it like, okay, am I being honored? No, I'm not being honored. God is being honored. And am I am I being a am I being a witness? Whatever that was going on with that situation, those people saw me as something different. Those people want me to bless their food, and I give God all the glory for giving me the opportunity. I mean, because easily I could have been like, uh, "Nah, that's all right. Hey, everybody do their own thing. Whatever y'all, however y'all want to bless it, bless it." <laughs> or I could or I could have did it real quick. Thanks for I you know I could do something silly. Thank you for the food about to eat. Let's get it. <laughs> but no, when when given the opportunity, remember the God you serve and give him the glory. Amen. Our faith needs consistent action. As I'm praying for an answer, I'm I'm speaking it into existence. And as I as I'm envisioning not just what it looks like when my prayers are answered, but how I'm going to praise God when that answer comes, right? Like this, it's um, like if if you're in a, if you're in a competition, you know, you see yourself in a competition, and you see you see how you're going to celebrate when you get the victory, and that's the that's the same th thing through this process. You see how how you how are you going to hold yourself, how you can conduct yourself while you're going through it, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how long it's taken, how disappointing, how stressful the situation is, I'm gonna conduct myself as in I know the answer is coming. 
sooner or later, God is going to intervene. Sooner or later, the rain is going to come. So I'm, this is how I'm going to conduct myself while I'm waiting on the rain. And then when it rains and I see that harvest, oh, how much more. That's when the joy comes. That's when so much more praise and worship comes. I'm going to conduct myself as in I know God's working it out. And I'm going to give him a, a whole lot more when I get it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to hold my head down while I'm going through the trial. Third, uh, mustard seed needs um, good soil. Mustard, seeds, mustard seed plants don't need fertilizer as long as they're in good soil. So we know, we know the importance of soil from, Math, from Matthew. Um, put up that next verse, brother. Uh, Matthew 13. That we, thank you. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. And now go to 23. But he that receives seed into the ground, good ground, is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So, so the faith, the mustard seed that we need, it needs to be planted in our heart, in a, in a pure heart. So what kind of soil is your faith growing in? What is your heart into what you is your heart into it? Do you have a heart that's open to receive and obey God's word? Do you have the heart to no matter what you're going through, you're going to you're going to remain faithful. You're going to remain hopeful. You're going to keep believing that he's working it out. What what is in your heart? Do you truly believe God is making a way? Do you believe it? Are, are you patient enough to wait on him? My, my, we prayed 30 years for my dad to go to church before he walked into one. It's, sometimes it's a long wait. Even, even now, I told y'all, I dealing with my, um, talking to my two older boys, it, it's a struggle sometimes. It's, it's hurtful right now. But I still got the faith that he he it's all gonna work out. There's nothing gonna happen to those boys. Those they're gonna come back around. Everything they their lives, they're gonna figure it out. They just hard headed right now. <laughs> God gotta whoop them a little bit before he before he bring them back. <laughs> like, like, Lord whoop them. Because if I put my hands on them, they're gonna be a we're gonna catch some charges around here. Um, but I still have that faith, no matter how hard it gets, no, no matter how hurtful it gets. Uh, I still thank God for what he's doing. I thank God for what he's going to do for them and who they're going to be. Because I have that level of faith, and I believe everything in my heart. That we, we raised them in the church, we gave them what we could give them, and now God's going to do the rest. And at the end of the day, I was raised, I, I do understand. I was raised in the church, and I turned and did some of the same stupid stuff they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just just keep praying. That's it. That's a, that's a, that's the bottom line. Keep praying. So you, you um and you know when you think about good soil, anybody ever bought a bag of soil from Lowe's or Home Depot? When you buy it, even in that closed bag, there's a lot of things going on in that soil. You know, you dump the bag out and there's insects in it. There, there's spiders and all kinds of stuff in the bag. Like how they even surviving? <laughs> right? 
and and once you once you put it in a pot or put it in the ground, um, it just doesn't pop up with it, it. It attracts other things, and it just doesn't pop up flowers or whatever you're trying to grow. It uh, so also pops up weed. Weeds. <laughs> I got him. I got him. Y'all. <laughs> I knew I was going to get one. <laughs> Just had to be the cop. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but, um, but because it's good soil, it attracts good and bad. Amen. And that's the same thing with us. Our hearts are pure. Our hearts are, are we're believers. But, and we're going to, so we're going to attract trouble. We're going to, we're going to attract some things that's going to try to get us off the path. But at the same time, more than anything, we're going to attract the blessings of God. We're going to produce from that good soil, from those, from our good hearts. So, well, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to wrap this up, huh? <laughs> My bad, y'all. Having, a, I'm having a good time. <laughs> that thing, right? <laughs> yes, the world. The word says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible to you. But with faith comes works. Second Peter five and seven. Well, Second Peter chapter one, verse five and seven, five through seven. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. This verse tells us how to increase our harvest. Like it's not it's not simple as just saying I have to pay for a mustard seed. Got to understand that what it really takes for a mustard seed to go grow. It takes consistent prayer. It takes fasting, because you, know, you got you have to you have to put some seed in the ground. You gotta pray, right? It it takes a building that relationship and every way that you can to grow closer to God. Being consistent with God, you want consistent blessings, then maybe you should be consistent in what you're giving God. Consistent praise. You no, know, it it takes <clears throat> it takes water. It takes revival within us. And it takes good, a pure heart. So that we that so that we are planting the seeds the right way. We're doing it for the right reasons. We're accepting that our God is in control. And we're accepting that our God will never leave us or forsake us. And when and if you really truly believe that and you have that level of faith, then you don't have to worry about how long it's taking for your for your answer to come. Just keep praying. Keep believing. Stay consistent in what and what you are trying who you're trying to be, the Christian that you're trying to be, the godly person that you're trying to be in here and out there. We don't it's not it's not if the last few weeks have shown us anything, this is not the time to waver. It you know, it's it's hard to turn on the TV. Don't even want don't want to listen to the radio between the between the wars and between the shootings and and the discord between whatever political affiliation you got, it's all division, division, division. Yeah. It's not the time to waver. The church has to be the one thing that's standing up, standing firm, praying for, praying everyone through and trying to fill these seats. Amen? Let's all stand, church.
Let, let's pray. Lord, we, we ask you to help us, Lord. We ask you to continue to help us be faithful, to grow our faithfulness. Lord, let us not just throw out words, say that we have faith, but let us be true. Give us a, a pure heart, Lord Jesus. Let, all, let our intentions be pure. Let our, our faith be unwavering, Lord. Continue to strengthen us. Continue to strengthen our walk, Lord Jesus. We ask you to continue to bless this church. Continue to heal this nation, Lord Jesus. We ask you to bring us back at the appointed time. Protect us as we go our way. In your precious name we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church, or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part 